your host, Franco Vega, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Right Way Podcast, where our theme is 10 minutes of healing the right way. On this program, we'll interview folks who have been through some pain, like my beautiful Foss youth, and who have turned that pain into power. To learn more about our organization and our mission, please visit our website at therightwayfoundation.org. Hello, folks. Franco Vega here with you for Right Way Podcast, where you know our theme is 10 minutes of healing the right way. You know, this is awesome. This is our final podcast of 2021, and we're just going to recap. Uh, I have our awesome producer, Dominique, in the house. Dominique, how you doing? Yes, I'm great. Awesome. Dominique is our alumni staff at Right Way, and he was the gentleman that really booked the talent and brought him in and uh, yes. directed the interviews, correct? Yes. How was your experience? My experience, um, I would say, is rewarding just mm-hmm. to hear some of my colleagues, I would say, friends, associates, or people um, I worked with come in, share their story genuinely. Awesome. Open up. Yeah, you, you know, had some friends come in and share their stories. tears. <laughs> now, did you know their full stories before you brought them in here? Or you was you listened, it was new to you like it was new to me? A lot of it was new to me, and it was dope to so I feel much no. closer to them. Oh, awesome, awesome. I mean, you say colleague. Oh, they were your colleagues, too. Yeah, some we met former... some um, former ex-co-workers. Yeah, some correct, I correct. used to met through entertainment industry stuff or former foster that I was independent living with. Yeah, correct, 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 correct. Well, no, we had some great uh, uh, interviewees. I learned a lot. You know, I hope you guys, my audience, learned a lot. You know, it's hard coming in here. And, you know, our theme is 10 minutes of healing the right way, going from pain to power. And so, you know, in my opinion, we set this up because we love for our people to speak it, you know, and as they speak it uh, into the universe. I believe personally that some healing comes with that, you know, getting it off your chest, you know, letting it out. Uh, what was the great interviews? What, did, what were the interviews that you can recall that really stuck to you? Um, I have three in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, one was Felicia. She opened up about her domestic violence, okay. uh, violence with her, uh-huh. whatever was going on. And um, Sandra, Sandra opening up about her actually telling her foster parent, her mother yeah. at the time. that yeah. Yeah. Sandra kept, was yes. the young lady. Um, uh, from Central America, mm-hmm. like me, uh, and she uh, was the one that admitted finally, and she couldn't take it no more about her mom exactly. abusing her tremendously yes. physically. Yes, and so she was the one that sparked, really opened up the investigation. And then, sadly, if I can recall the interview, interview, she was the one that said her her siblings were holding it a little bit against her too at exactly time. yeah, she said yeah. They so that was a tough one you know what mm-hmm. was your third one so, third one was Tasha you know she Tasha. opened up about her mom being a drug addict um, okay. or a drug being addicted to drugs uh-huh. but um, you know remember she was like all her daughters is college educated all, yes. we all graduated Correct. from college regardless of what her past went through or what her mom is all her daughters are successful Correct. so that was great just to hear just because your parents don't define who you are I mean none are past really but your yeah. family no matter yeah. if it's your former foster uh, a foster parent or your biological parent you determine your future so it's just dope to her like to share that like yeah that's my mama but we all college educated and we all doing success. good yeah, yeah it's more about educated we succeed you succeed your life is your decision what you do correct correct so. correct so uh, hopefully audience you guys hear a couple of some recaps uh, from our podcast
We're excited to interview this young lady. Uh, she comes with over 15 years of mental health services, basically a therapist. Uh, and let's welcome Andrea Slider to the building. Hello, Andrea. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Franco. Thanks for having me. So before we start, can you give us your quick 30 second resume? Sure. So um, like you said, I've been doing this work for over 15 years. Um, started off working um, with foster youth in high schools and then um, kind of just floated around working with foster and probation youth um, as well as families in, in the community, providing family preservation, um, mental health services, um, and just supportive services in general. So not to age yourself, but how many years in total? Um, it's been over 15 years, like 16 years now. Wow. So I'm close to, yeah, I'm closer to 20 years for sure. Yeah. People should respect what you have to say. Well, good to go. Okay. And what well, for the audience, what are you currently doing now? So right now I am chief operating officer and a therapist with the Right Way Foundation. Yes, with our foundation. Thank you. So let's get into it. You know, the audience is well aware that Rightway Foundation really focuses in on mental health services while providing jobs for foster youth exiting the system. And this is a unique approach. Can you explain our model for the listeners? Sure. Um, so basically, we integrate um, mental health and well-being um, and emotional well-being into employment readiness. And what I mean by that is we our, our core program, which is a 32 hour um, trauma informed employment readiness training, incorporates elements of um, mental wellness. So we don't just teach young people how to get a job through, um, you know, workshops on interview skills and resume writing and things like that. But we also provide them um, with information on um, and psychoeducation about trauma, about stress, about communication skills and problem solving and all the things that are going to make them um, more effective in keeping their jobs. We have a special guest in the building, goes by the name of Keith Johnson. Keith is a dear longtime friend. Uh, he's a foster care advocate. He's been a foster care advocate since he is in the foster care system. He's also the executive director of Falcon Youth and Family Services, and they have another great program called Cooking for Kids. Paying the Power, where'd you come up with that concept? Where, where does that come from? I, I don't know where I read it, but I read something that pain does one or two things. It either paralyzes or, or it empowers you. Um, that it either holds you back or it can be the very thing that catapults you forward. And so I just kind of coined that phrase, um, moving from pain to power. And part of that pain was my own childhood experience, being raised in the foster care system, um, watching my mom raise my two other brothers, always wanted to be at home with them, having that issue going on in my life, feeling rejected um, as a result, operating out of that pain, not doing well in school, rebellion against authorities. And finally, um, I consented to therapy. And in therapy, I realized that my past was not indicative of my future and I needed to do something different. And so I would utilize all that hurt, all that pain, all that rage, all that anger to fuel me as opposed to paralyze me.
we have a special guest uh, inside our lovely center here at the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Mall. We have Latoya Cooper, who's been with us whoo, since the beginning, since I believe around 2012, and she'll correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, we go by Latoya, but her official title now is Commissioner Cooper, and she'll tell you more about uh, her title and what she's doing now, and she's just an awesome youth who represents the youth that we serve very well. So without further ado, let me welcome Latoya. Oh, I'm sorry. Commissioner Cooper, how are you doing, my dear? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Yes, Commissioner Cooper here. Um, I am doing amazing um, as of today. I'm just happy to be here with this title of a commissioner. Um, people don't understand. We come from a background of trauma and hurt and everything in that category, but that does not define us. We can come out and we can create a pathway for ourselves to just, you know, get on the right track, the right way. Well, well, let's back up. Commissioner Cooper, what commissioner are you? Where, where do you belong to? What is this commission? Uh, I'm actually uh, part of the first here of the Los Angeles Youth Commission with a total of 15 of us who are on a fight to just get some justice reform within the foster system and the juvenile system. Um, we tend to we tend to realize that a lot of things that happen um, to us as adults. Um, we don't realize that it happens to us as a kid first and as a youth first. And that would that is what defines us as an adult. Um, so that's where we're going to start. That's where we're going to put our focus on. And that's where um, our drive is going to and the fight. Awesome. And uh, this commissionership was appointed by the Board of Supervisors, correct? Yes, sir. Um our five lovely women um, that are currently the Board of Supervisors um, have appointed five nominees. I am included. Uh, I am under second district, Miss Holly Mitchell. Um, and they appointed us based on their knowledge of, you know, our advocacy and what they felt like was a good representation per unit. Each district had to make the choice. And from there, we branched down, got 10 more applicants. And as of now, um, we have a total of 15. We have a full commission oh, group. So you was the first five. You was an OG. Yeah. Nice. You know, awesome. it felt good to be nominated by uh, Miss Holly Mitchell. It made me feel like she uh, she took she took on me when I when I first met her back in Sacramento. Um, and I, I didn't think I made an impression on her, but I, I guess I did. We have an awesome guest, goes by the name of Callie. Uh, first name really is Bernice. Uh, she's been with us for five, six, seven years. I don't know. She's like family. Um, probably she'll remember the date of how long she's been in our program. So how'd you stay positive? You know, sadly, mom disowned you from your sexuality, you know, abuse from your father. But you're, you're always positive, smiling with the big, awesome teeth grills that we always play with and bag on each yeah. other. How, how do you stay positive? Coming up as a child, I don't remember how I stayed positive. I was just in the streets. But now I just, um, I stay busy and I make sure I focus on the good things in life and the things that I want. It hasn't been easy, you know what I'm saying? I've been through trials, tribulations. Coming up as an adult, 26 years old, but I think about what I could be doing better every day. 
We got an awesome guest in the building. It's an honor for me to introduce this young cat. And why it's an honor for me? Because I started this foundation in 2011 and he was one of the original youth in my program. So without further ado, let's welcome in Ernesto. What's up, Ernesto? You know, Ernesto, who are you, brother? I grew up in foster care, emancipated at 19 years old, um, came from gang violence and, you know, just being an advocate for myself, my younger siblings as well. They found me on Skid Row begging for money. And, you know, from there, uh, my life has changed by a worker just seeing me out there and picked me up and, you know, took me straight straight into, you know, the system. And it all happened from there. And then later on, my younger siblings was uh, entered to the system. It's five of us and I'm the oldest. They entered to the system, you know, uh, from abuse and neglect, just as well as I did. But luckily, you know, um, they, it caught up to us because the situation would have been worse than what it was. But, you know, um, I'm here now. Awesome. And we how did you get to us? How did you how did you find the Right Way Foundation? Oh, boy. So as, as you can say, I was considered as a troubled youth. And um, I went say to at risk, <laughs> at, ri <laughs> at risk of at, doing whatever yeah, you needed to yeah, do because they, they try to label us. But yeah, I was yeah. at risk because um, I was on the edge of um, being homeless and just uh, not figuring out, you know, what's the next step for me. And I met this uh, lawyer from uh, Alliance for Children's Rights called Deb Cormer. Yeah, and, um, and, you know, I just I, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't know it was no organizations or programs that's out there for foster youth such as myself. Cause I, I, I just, I had a, I had an identity problem. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I was going. And um, she, she went in her little poem pilot was like, hey, uh, have you ever heard of the Right Way Foundation with Franco Vega? I'm like, nah, you know, uh, what's that program about? She was like, well, I'm gonna give him a call and, and he can tell you what the program is about and you can take it from there to see if you like it. Cause Deb Carmer, she had a whip in her hand, man. And she knew how to use it. I mean, you bring back that name. Deb Cromer's an awesome friend of the foundation. She's uh, moved up. Uh, she's somewhere in Sacramento right now. Got to reach out to my girl Deb. But she's been an advocate for you guys. She was uh, uh, referring youth. Uh, to right when we first started so we have a warm special place in our heart for Deb Cromer um, but yeah let's go back to Deb Cromer refers you to us why do you think Deb Cromer referred you to us well um, I, I know you know even now as the Alliance for Children's Rights they work with youth that's going through something you know either being mistreated by you know the staff and try to trans transfer housing program social workers you know judges or just going through the whole foster care process not knowing where they're going not knowing and I need someone to advocate for them that they can teach them their rights they know their rights and just kind of really there to you know put put the information right there before them and actually you know just you know advocate and push the line for them man and um, Deb you know she she knew how to connect the dots for people and I, I think for me you know uh, she she felt like the right way was a good good you know uh, uh, program for me man and, and actually it was it worked out I mean I came in and um, one thing I can remember is that you always used to tell me you can see yourself in me and, and going through the workshops and going through everything I've been through with the right way, man, I, I was taught a lot, you know, that I wouldn't learn in the hood. I didn't, wouldn't learn inside my group homes or foster homes. I wouldn't learn from the, you know, peers or the role models I had in my life because everything I grew up, man, you know, gang and, you know, just, just everything going on with just society, I was like kind of like manipulated to feel like that's it. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? And then I started getting locked up, start, start going through some things, man. And, and when I came in the right way, it was a place for me to heal, a place for me to self-reflect and get myself together and be given that information from people that really cares. 
we have a special guest, another uh, uh, foster care alumni in the building. Um, let's just jump right into it. Let's welcome Tasha. Tasha, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. Well, what could you say for words of encouragement to our lovely young ladies who may be listening to this show, you know, who who have went through similar things like you and, and give them, we'd like to share words of wisdom to keep their heads up. You know, our theme is to going from pain to power. Yeah. What is your pain to power? And that's a deep that's question. That's deep. I know. That's so deep. <laughs> yeah. What wakes you up every day? You know, what, what just keeps you going? You, what makes you become that beautiful mom? Because you can easily be like your mother. And I know a little bit more about your story than we're sharing with the audience. You know, oh, well, no, you share with drugs. Why you don't do drugs? The statistics show that we end up doing drugs and we do the things our parents it's did. It's so funny you said that because I, sometimes I say out loud to my kids and my daughter's 16 and I'll look at her like, I know why my mom did drugs. I get it now because this is stressful. Okay. But again, when I look at her, that's a reflection of me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want my daughter to do the things that I've done. I don't. I thank God that I lived through it, mm-hmm. you know, but I definitely don't want my daughter or I'm a teacher. I see the little girls like my students They're They become my babies, even though they're not. You know, I don't want them to go down the road because it's just by the grace of God that I'm still here because the things I was doing because I didn't have no like my grandmother and my aunt were there. But I cho- I chose to be disobedient. I chose to do stuff that I wanted to do. And, you know, they kind of really didn't set me down and talk to me like uh, like, you know, a mother would, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So I had to learn the hard way with some things. Even though they tried their best, they did the best they could. Well, I think they did pretty damn good. Yeah, I think so. how you girls. My grandmother you, is you, in heaven, but okay. oh, she did. Like, I was so attached to her. I'm still in. I can smell her. I can feel her. We have an awesome alumni in the building. We're interviewing our girl, Precious. You deal with a lot. Uh, you have a history, you know, you have a history. What keeps you going, you know, and I'm pretty sure our audience can just hear your smile and hear your personality. You know, what keeps you going? What keeps you motivated? Um, Because this is more of an awesome conversation. I, mean, I need some advice. You know? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know. Just, you know, waking up one day at a time, taking it a day at a time. Um, you know, some days aren't going to be better than others. There's going to be like bad days where I'm just like, all right, well, my car just got towed and (laughs) I just failed that college assignment Mm -hmm. and nursing is really on the line and I have to like pass this class, you know? And so, you know, there's not good days and then there's really good days where Mm -hmm. like I'll get a great test on a a good grade on my test or, you know, I'll like make it to work on time. I'll have a great day at work, but you know, it's just a day at a time until I can figure out, you know, just. You understand there's going to be storms. Yeah. And you ride them out. Yeah. You know, they're going to pass. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So I need some good advice from you. (laughs) I'm I'm asking for my audience, but I know it's probably for me. I mean, you know, what what can you say to our youth who are going through some similar uh, stuff that you went through? Um, I mean, I think for me, when it came down to realizing that, you know, as a foster youth, you know, family can be in and out the picture. Sometimes mm-hmm. you won't have any family for years mm-hmm. at a time mm-hmm. and other times they'll want to pop back and be in your life and, you know, let let them be in your life when they want to be. But, you know, depending on where you are, who you are, definitely go find your community. When my mom passed away and I moved in with my abusive aunt for a while and I had to leave and I didn't know where I was going to go as far as housing. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I, re- I reached out to, you know, the Right Way Foundation, you guys. Mm-hmm. And then I reached out to the Brotherhood Crusade. Okay. I reached out to so many foundations uh-huh. and I didn't realize the community I had that I wasn't even tapping into awesome. that was going to help me. And, you know, that's become my family and my resources of help, even though my family isn't around, uh-huh. you know, definitely just go out there and look for your resources that are there because there's going to be resources, you know, you just got to find them. Another alumni. I've known this guy for, whoo, I think nine or 10 years. 10. Without further. Feel like 10. About 10 years. 10. Without further ado, let's bring him a man, Marquise. You know this. You're a grown, mature guy. You you was abandoned by two people now. Your mom and then your aunt tells us one time, you don't, they don't show want you back. Dealing with that abandonment, how do you deal with that today? It took me a while to get over it, but it, it took me a while to get the understanding of a lot of stuff. And that's what I think that. I was missing understanding of a lot of things. And once I knew the understanding of stuff, that's why I was able to move move on. Cause it was like, I met this one therapist that I was avoiding from talking. And she told me, you can't just live like that. Cause Correct. you, you're going to end up going downhill, just trying to hold on to all that pain and all that animosity towards people. It's like stuff in life happened for a reason and it happened for a reason to make me great. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I keep pushing. Like a lot of people be wondering why I let a lot of stuff roll over my shoulder because like I like I tell everybody, if it's not gonna hurt me or kill me, it's not worth it. Correct. Awesome. So let's go. Uh, you gave some great jewels right there. You probably didn't notice, but uh, what made you stay with the Right Way Foundation when you enrolled? You disappeared for a couple of months, which I remember, then came back. And what happened? And I got a funny feeling you came back with your crew. Yeah, I came back with my crew. And I remember early on, you told me I had leadership. I didn't know what she was talking about when you said that. I was like, I never understood until I got older and understanding different ways my crew was going and seeing where I where I got to the to today mm-hmm. and see what type of time they're on. Mm-hmm. It's like I see what he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It was a total of five of you. And I won't mention uh, the names. I'll mention three of the names because they're doing very well. Uh, You, Marquise, and then my man, Daniel, and then Chris, all doing well. We won't mention the other two, but, you know, I seen something in you guys, you know, and it's sad because you got the witness, the other two homeboys that are are falling off and we need to get them back on track. But it's ultimately up to those two guys. But for you other three brothers, you guys are doing fairly well, you know, so I love it. You know, it was awesome. What what projects did we work? on let's go down memory lane for our listeners i remember some of them you probably remember do we work the golf tournament yeah the uh, golf tournament um and it's a i what, can't remember what the title for all the events we went to but i did a did, did a lot of events did, art exhibits all type the jewelry thing oh wow i mean so much yeah. things that yeah. i done with you, and you know, <laughs> literally you, do you know why we did those things to install like responsibility time management a lot of stuff like that like I mean remember when we was get up at five o'clock in the morning just to get on the bus and Franco like you gotta be here at this time and da 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 and we was literally some go-getters and stuff like that and then and then like I said you installed so much into everybody that walked through the right way doors the time management and everything like that yeah no that's awesome you know Uh, yeah you guys are living proof 
that, you know, uh, if the agency puts the effort and guides you guys, you guys can be become ultimately whatever you want in life. You know, and uh, we don't use marquees as a poster chart or nothing like that. We would love to. But, you know, it's it's we have a bunch of marquises in our program, you know. But, uh, yeah, people should uh, copycat right way and see what we do for these young, awesome uh, uh, youth coming out the foster care system. My last question will be um, give some jewels, drop some nuggets for our youth that are going through some trauma. And what can you say? Uh, how you deal with your trauma and turn your pain into power. Mm, my advice, if you're going through rough times and whatnot, you got to have that ton of vision that everything will be all right. It may be looking cloudy right now, but it, it will get better, but it's up to you to make it better. It's not up to anybody that's over you or anything like that because you, at the end of the day, you're making all these decisions. You're making every play mm-hmm. that you're going to make in life. So at the end of the day, I just say just keep that faith because... I'm a living testament. Like I'm taking trips right now, stuff that I never thought I would be doing. Yeah, you taking forward. more trips than me. Where you you went to Dominican, Puerto Rico, somewhere? You just yeah, came back. Yeah. You and your lovely wife. And on my way to New York in February, so it's <sighs> like tease, rub it in. So it's like <laughs> it's possible. You just yeah. got a ton of vision for it, and then you know, one of my friends told me like you relationship goals or anything like that. You got everything together. I'm like just because I make the smart decisions, I know when it's time to play and when it's time to go to work. I know right. how to difference. Uh, hanging out with friends and just going straight to work. That's why a lot of people don't see me around hanging out like that because at the end of the day, uh, I am married, so I'm not, and I'm not thinking about myself. And one thing my wife did say, I was always a selfish person just because you was always taught to think about yourself and how to survive about yourself. Today, uh, this is going to be a, a different interview. Uh, I have an LCSW, licensed clinical social worker, a.k.a. a therapist uh, from the Right Way staff that's going to interview me. So welcome, Jen. Hi. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> thank you for volunteering to interview me. What are the new goals for the Right Way Foundation going on to this new year, 2022? <sighs> yeah, we have a big goal. Housing. Um, you know, I'm right now. Uh, uh, waiting to speak to my board uh, about master leasing apartments and really just going after apartment units and signing the lease and paying a year up front even before we even have the youth in our program because we have to secure these apartments. You know, we're running into, uh, well, the listeners know if you're an L.A. County listener, we have a homeless crisis. Not only do we have a pandemic, we have a homeless crisis and we have a homeless crisis of foster youth leaving the system. 50% of our youth will become homeless almost right away. And so they're going to need these apartments and then they have no credit. So what landlord is going to rent them with no credit or then they have bad credit. Someone messed up their credit while they're in the system. And so right with foundation and hopefully my board will approve it. And then we can raise some quick funds where we can go rent five to 10 apartment units right away, because I think we already provide housing for 13 youth right now or 13 bodies. You know, a lot of them are youth. And then we have some uh, foster youth who have babies and those babies are living in our apartments, too. So. Yeah, that's the big goal for 2022 is really just to master lease apartments. I pay money up front. I pay the rent up front for one year and then we find our youth and then we subsidize their rent, meaning that we don't let a kid move in and we're paying the rent. No, they're going to have to pay into it, too. Uh, Responsibility. Uh, We're not here to let them live for free. No, 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 because that's not the real world. 
So they're going to have to contribute uh, with their uh, own paycheck. And we know uh, they can afford to do it because we're going to go get them a job. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, we're not just going to put someone in there and say, "Uh, let's move you in and then go find you a job. No, we're going to make sure you get a job right away and then keep that job uh, because that's the real world. If you don't make no money, you don't eat. It's the real world, you know, and so you have to be able to pay the bills. It's just sad that our beautiful youth have to do it at such a young age. You know, mm-hmm. 21, how many, I'm not sure about you, Jen, um, but at 21, having your own apartment in one of the most expensive cities in the nation, uh, with the, we're right behind New York and San Francisco, but LA County is expensive. Yeah. And so at 21, who's making a lot of money that can afford a nice apartment? Really, it's rare. It's rare. The numbers are low. So uh, that's our big thing for 2022. At the same time, onboarding three uh, licensed clinical social workers. Sadly, and, and another one, and I and I sigh. Uh, we're going to have to really start focusing in on our victims of sex trafficking. Uh, that's what I'm going to look at as a director and really uh, try to put a dent in that illegal business and operation. And just our beautiful young girls uh, uh, being victims of sex trafficking. You know, we're on to something with this 10 minutes of healing the right way. We can't wait to share uh, many other stories, Um, you know, and we're looking for other folks. You don't have to just be a foster youth. You you know, trauma is not owned by foster kids. You know, trauma is within every family. So if you would love to be on our podcast, please uh, reach out to us at info at the right way foundation.org info at the right way foundation.org and get with Dominique so he can book you on the show it's very soft we're very gentle yes. 10 minutes of healing the right way we'll probably record it for about 12 to 15 minutes and then uh, edit it down from there uh, but please we want to thank you guys all for your support you yes, know it yes. means the world to us uh, we want to build more listeners so please go out there and share it with your folks and your friends uh, right way podcast 10 minutes of healing the right way and uh, say some prayers for us for 2022 we have a lot of work to do here at the right way foundation uh you know we're really going to tackle homelessness and this uh sex trafficking problem with for our young ladies and so please think about us please once again spread the word anything you want to close it out with dominique um no just continue to bring um the good energy positive words and you know lead with faith and um Good intentions. Thank you. Uh, awesome words of wisdoms from our producer. Uh, we want you guys to close out 2021 with a bang and welcome in 2022. Uh, Franco Vega once again. Peace and God bless from Right Way Podcast. tuning into the right way podcast 10 minutes of healing the right way and we invite you to come back every week read more about us and our mission at the rightwayfoundation.org